Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Well, across the world, on the ends of abs and around of, uh, the state of Alaska, uh, on, our, uh, on the radio at Michael. Wait a minute. Uh, around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station. See, I knew I would get it. I knew I would get it. Good morning and good morning to you. How are you? How are you doing? How's how's it going, man? How's it? How's it? How are you doing? Uh, the Michael Duke Show broadcasting live and uh, every day, Monday through Friday, right here on... Uh, on the Ray Didio and on uh, Facebook and on Twitch and normally on YouTube, but still, man, when they say <clears throat> when they say a a one week ban, what they really mean is almost a week and a half ban because now the software won't talk to the thing and the deal and the other. It's amazing, boy. They really want to spank your hand when they get this done, don't they? They really, really do. Um, <clears throat> well, welcome to the program today. It. Um, uh, it is a Thursday and we're, uh, I, I had, I was trying to line some guests up. I've been trying to get, uh, um, Jonathan Christ Tompkins on the program for a while now to talk about the fiscal policy working group since he was one of the, I mean, I would say the co-chairs, but they didn't call him co, what do they call them? Co-facilitators or whatever. Because they didn't want to give the appearance of anybody being in charge, apparently, or what, you know, I I don't know. Anyway, um, and uh, he, I'd been put in contact uh, with him from uh, Mike Shower, and we've been talking back and forth for like three or three weeks now, three and a half weeks, uh, trying to get him on the program to talk specifically. I don't, I'm not calling it, not bringing him on to beat him up about, you know, something else. I wanted to talk about the fiscal policy working group. And I just we've been having the hardest time trying to get this put together, which is unfortunate because <clears throat> I think if you're looking for any kind of solution for what we got going on, uh, the fiscal policy working group has come up with a pretty darn good plan that has the support, the bipartisan support of a bunch of different, uh, you know, uh, uh, interest groups inside the legislature. And uh, I was really hoping to get him on the program today to talk about it. And unfortunately, it's just, it's no, it's just not, it's not going to happen. Not going, not happening, not happening, uh, which is, uh, again, unfortunate uh, in, in my opinion, but we'll keep working on it. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep working that way. Uh, but the long and the short of it is that means that this morning we have um, no guests, no guests today. No guests, no, no, uh, no, nobody to come in and share their ideas or their thoughts with us uh, in a <clears throat> variety of different over a variety of different topics. So it's gonna be man, a frog will just not go away. Hold on. Okay, let's try that again. 
Uh, so that means that it's just uh, you and me. You and me uh, talking about the things that we want to talk about, which means, yes, I'm going to turn on the phones. We're going to open up the phone lines right now. We're going to make today open line, open form. Any topic is fair game, uh, although I've got a plethora of topics to go over today that we're just going to – and I really want to dive down into education. I got – I got <laughs> – Remember the other day I was talking about the chart that sums up exactly what's wrong with uh, what's going on in American education? Yeah, I, I got the article. And thank you to Brian, by the way, who sent me the link to the uh, – or sent me the graph. Uh, but there's an article that goes along with it from uh, the uh, um, uh, the forum for uh, – uh, uh, what's it? F- it's FEE.org. I just – don't you hate it when your brain just goes, What? Um, FEE.org, which is the Foundation for Economic Education. I knew I'd get it. Uh, Anyway, they've got a whole article on this. Uh, And while some of the numbers are older, because that goes back all the way to 2015, 2016, um, it it really lays out the whole argument as to what has been going on in American schooling since, well, this one chart goes all the way back to 1970. And you've got to... Uh, it is just it's it's astonishing uh, some of the statistics that have come out um, uh, around this, and so we're going to talk about education today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the uh, oh, we may touch on what's going on inside the Anchorage uh, uh, Assembly, the battle between the Assembly and the Mayor's uh, office. We're going to talk a bit about uh, oh, we'll talk about the Senate race because the. <laughs> Because uh, Mitch McConnell and these uh, super PACs, man, I don't know if you've seen what they've been doing, but uh, you're about to be f- flooded with uh, with stuff on uh, on uh, Murkowski and everything else. So there's a ton of stuff to talk about today. And who knows, we may just throw everything out to the wind and do something completely different. Um, we may do a, something a, a whole way. I don't know. So we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about all this stuff. And uh, apparently my phone is really happy to be turned back on here this morning. So anyway, uh, we're going to open up the phone lines right now. 433-3150. Area code 907. If you would like to come on board and join us this morning, we'd love to hear what you have to say. And we will touch base on uh, all the different things and uh, give you your chance to uh, to vent on this as well. So it is, uh, I guess we'll start off with this Mitch McConnell story. Um, there is the Senate leadership fund, which is a political action committee, a PAC that has been put together by Senate majority leader, Mitch McConnell. And they have just announced a staggering ad buy to try and support the Senate majority. They are currently spending uh, over $141 million in various races uh, around the country. Um, With uh, the biggest one, though, I mean, not the biggest one, but I guess the one that affects us the most, it's actually the smallest buy out of the $141 million. Um, the smallest buy is going to take place in Alaska, but because Alaska is got one of the smallest 
media markets in the country, uh, it's actually huge. The Senate Leadership Fund has committed and placed uh, is placing buys right now uh, across the state of Alaska in favor of Lisa Murkowski to the tune of $7.4 million. $7.4 million. All in an attempt to preserve and protect the current Senate majority uh, in the state of Alaska. It's all meant to bolster the candidacy of the incumbent, Senator Lisa, Lisa Murkowski. Now, again, a candidate who has been censured <clears throat> by her statewide party, who has been asked to not run as a Republican, who has raised the ire of many stalwart state GOP members and everything else, but has a fervent following among many moderate Republicans and many Democrats. And this, I mean, if you want to, if you want to see in a nutshell, in a snapshot, what, what is fundamentally wrong with American politics, here's a good, this is a good Kodak moment for that right here. $7.4 million going into it to support Lisa Murkowski. Now, the argument that somehow Lisa is that by, you know, the, the whole point behind the Senate Leadership Fund is that they want to, you know, protect and conserve the Senate majority um, is a little weird because if Kelly Shabaka was elected, she is also a Republican and would fall within that, you know, to, to take back the Senate majority. I mean, that would all be, that's all part and parcel of it, right? Or is it just because you have to work with Lisa? I mean, I just I, I just don't understand. The problem is, of course, is that many people will give to organizations like the Senate Leadership Fund uh, or the uh, the uh, uh, you know the Senate Action Committee and some of these other um, you know some of these other PACs simply because they're being run by people with R's next to their name. I mean, it's like looking at Mitch McConnell and say, this guy is a stalwart conservative Republican. He's the guy we, oh no, wait, he's not the guy that we want to. But it's, these are the people that have control of these funds. These are the people who are making the decisions and putting it out there. And because people don't, because average citizens don't take the time to bother to review the actions of the people who are involved, or the uh, track records of those involved, and simply because it's like, oh, this is a Republican group. This is I'm the, I must support. If I'm going to give money, then I will support. I mean, this is <clears throat> this is crazy stuff. But this is this is where it's at. Seven point four billion million dollar ad buy in the state of Alaska, which is huge. Um, I mean, $7 million was enough to get uh, the ballot measure number two passed and bamboozle a whole bunch of different Alaskans to get it done. I mean, this is the same, it's the same amount of money. And this is just one political action committee, just one, $7.4 million. That doesn't count the $5 million that Murkowski has in her war chest and any other groups that may want to get up and support her, the whole Scott Kendall group, the one, the Scott Kendall 
and uh, what is it, Scott Kendall and John uh, uh, Jim Lotzfeld and somebody else has got you know I mean it, that's all there right that's all that's that's still got to come that's still money still left to come in, into play by the time this is all said and done I fully expect that we will see that <clears throat> the forces that are backing Murkowski will probably expend close to 20 billion 20 sorry not billion 20 million dollars in the state of Alaska trying to support Lisa Murkowski between the between the campaign and all the packs and everything else I think it'll be somewhere between 15 and 20 million dollars I mean this one buy right here is 7.4 so it's not much of a stretch but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's the start of the headlines for today, and we can dissect and get down into that here this morning as well. Uh, but let's uh, let's take a look uh, at what's coming in on the phone lines and start with some calls this morning since it's open line, open form. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Mike. Jeff from Homer. Morning, Jeff. What's on your mind? Uh, not cheap. It's not cheap to buy the Senate vote. Well, we are we are a pretty cheap date. I mean, we are a pretty cheap date. I mean, it was seven million in Alaska, but uh, they had passed. uh, They're spending thirty seven million in Georgia, so it's pretty cheap as a cheap as far as cheap dates go. Alaska is pretty cheap. Yep, and and you know, obviously, anybody that takes that kind of money from the other side. To get voted back into office, they're going to vote for them when they need them. They'll vote on a few things, you know. They'll they'll do a few things that look good, but you know, it's it's the same old thing. It's the same old lie. It's told over and over, and you know, it's a few years between the the dates, so you don't remember. And it's the same old grab, you know, money. And you know, they got the rank choice voting in here, so they can do that too, and and uh, really convolute everything, and, and nobody can really tell you know and, and like i said the other day you can't vote for mickey mouse that was my point or or superman so they're really taking your vote away from you there and they don't care they got 20 million dollars and they're going to get what they want so you know i i'm all for um kelly chewbacca and and sarah palin myself and and i think we'd be all right with those two but uh this is this is ridiculous what they're doing just ridiculous no and of course i mean and like i said this is going to get even worse from here i mean it's april right and we've got the we've got the special primary coming up in june the special general election coming up in august along with the regular primary things are going to get i mean things are going to explode this is going to be we're going to look back at this as probably one of the worst political seasons in the history of this and not worst I mean by the mean of most convoluted, most expensive, most I guarantee you it will be wall to wall commercials on every platform from YouTube to television to radio to Facebook. You're going to see nothing but ads uh starting, you know, starting probably here in the next week or two. Uh, and going all the way through November, that's all you're going to see these days. It's going to be insane. Uh, Jeff, uh, hold the line for a second here. We're out of time. We're up against the break. we got to go. The Michael Duke Show continues. We will return with some more stories and discussion. And we'll continue this in just a moment. You're home for Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back with more right after this. 
is that? Common Sense. Regularly heard on American Radio. We're in the break right now. Uh, Jeff, I wanted to give you a chance to uh, uh, to finish your thought. or what I was up against the break there. I had to go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, final thoughts on this because, uh, I mean, I agree. I mean, this is going to be one hot mess. And, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, I, I don't know if people are going to be incentivized to turn out. I don't know how many, I don't know if there's going to get a serious Democratic contender, contender for that seat because I think most of the Democrats are going to want uh, – uh, Lisa in there. I mean, we already saw LV Gray Jackson pull out of the Senate race. I think after I, the way I read it is she got her hand spanked for throwing her hat in the ring as a Democrat. And, uh, I think she got, uh, I think she got her hand spanked by the DNC and, uh, they, uh, she pulled back out, leaving Murkowski with a clear shot with, uh, um, with the Shabaka. I mean, LV Gray Jackson was only going to bleed votes off Murkowski. So, it was just another one of those things. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to be a mess. Oh, sure. You know, none of it will get censored on their side. That's for sure. You know, so it's just a, it's a lot of money. I mean, what is it? 750,000 people here. If you divide that into 7 million or whatever she's got, 20 million, that's quite a lot per, per voter. They can put in there and, and run everybody, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just bump it all out on my phone and everywhere else. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, you start talking about seven million dollars, and you got seven hundred thousand people in the state. You start real, and that's just one. Oh. I mean, they're they're spending they're spending money per vote. It's going to be a significant amount of number of uh, dollars per vote that they're going to spend. Right, and it, it's it's not going to be fun. That's for sure, and and it's it's not fair to to uh, the other side at all. And uh, you know they're just they they're just ruthless. They don't care. They want that vote. It's going to be a Republican sitting there that can vote Democrat. But I don't feel that it's going to do them any good because I think this this November there'll be enough Republicans take over so that across the country that they're going to every everywhere you talk you you talk to people and they they've just had it with the Democratic Party. You know I I'm seeing I watched Charlie Kirk last night on uh, uh, what do they call that they called it. Uh, something not mandate um oh yeah teach not mandate or something like that you know, okay teach our kids right not mandate and and that was pretty good oh the gal that was on there she even said she wanted Fauci in jail and Charlie says well tell us how you really feel right. it's kind of funny right and they they're going all over the country with that so that's a that was a good thing to see but they're seeing more people and, and I'm seeing it too that we're Democrats that they're not going to vote Democrat this time, you know, not 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 for one of them. So and you got what like thirty some of them that are getting out anyways, getting out of the whole deal. So that that may affect them, and and this might be twenty million dollars spent, you know, futile, very very futile, because if, if they take over the House and the Senate, it is it isn't going to matter. But um, but they want. They re- but they'll still have her here in Alaska to control Alaska. You know what I mean? Right. So that's a bad thing. And, and uh, you know, it's 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 a messy the way you look at it. I mean, you can you can analyze it all day long, and we'll see. I'm just hoping that people have the power to go in there and vote all these people out. You know, get all these incumbents out that have been there forever. The rhinos, the rhinos I, have got to go. Yeah, you know? I couldn't. Um, I, I and I agree. I think again, we need to go back to more conservative roots. 
I think we need to stop voting for a candidate simply because they have an R next to their name. That's the Murkowski trap that many people fell into simply because she was in the only choice. Maybe there's a mixed blessing in this ranked choice voting when you put 47 million people on a single ballot. Maybe it will give them an inf- you know enough uh, ch- a chance. I mean, Murkowski will eventually end up on top anyway, but I, I I don't I mean on the on the four as she'll end to the general anyway. But um, I don't know. It's uh, definitely frustrating. That's for sure. Uh, Jeff, thank you for your call. We appreciate it, folks. Uh, like and share this video. Like and follow the show page. Educate, don't mandate tour is what it's called. Says Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Um, we got, uh, we got, we got, you know, we got a lot more of this to discuss and we will continue. It is the Michael Luke show, common sense, Liberty based free thinking radio. Uh, please, uh, don't forget again, like, and follow the show page to get more Alaskans involved in this conversation. It's what we need to do every day right here. We're about to rejoin the radio. Got some more stories to go over and, uh, and continue on. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to it. Here we go. All right, uh, continuing on now, ready to uh, get back into the game. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let me tell you about one of the sponsors here on the program, and that would be our friends over at Bivy. B-I-V-Y, Bivy, the Bivy stick. What is it? Well, it's a little tiny device that you can carry around anywhere. Uh, I mean, I carry mine. I just actually have it here in my pocket. It's this little teeny tiny device. It's uh, about half the size, about half the size of your cell phone, if not smaller. And uh, it uh, it pretty much turns your regular cell phone into a satellite communications device. All you do is all you do is uh, uh, you know just Bluetooth your phone and your bivy stick together. You download the app from the App Store, or the the Play Store, or whatever, and uh, you now have the ability to send text messages or emails to anyone from anywhere in the world. Um, you could also drop a a pin on the map, a ping on the map to tell people where you are, um, and. Uh, and again, from anywhere, as long as you could see the sky, because it uses the Iridium satellite network, it could be used from anywhere in the world. And all of this is not—I mean, this is not the thousand-dollar. This is not the thousand-dollar option, the thousand-dollar solution. All of this for only a hundred and ninety-nine dollars. They've got plans start as low as fourteen bucks a month. We call that the safety plan. And uh, that gives you uh, the ability to send those text messages or the emails. Uh, and you can go all the way up to the unlimited plan at 45 bucks a month. And, uh, and it just gives you that peace of mind. Look, uh, we all know that there's, you know, constantly out there, the, the, there's always problems in the world. And whether it's just an average everyday problem of, uh, you know, you're out on the four-wheeler and you get stuck, you break down. 
uh, whether you're uh, out hiking all by yourself, which, of course, you shouldn't do. You know that, right? Don't go by yourself. But if you do, you could push the little red button if you fall and break a leg and, and need somebody to come help you. Or maybe it's just, you know, like the earthquakes that we had back in 2018 where, I mean, if I hadn't been at the house that day, I would have been not in a panic, but I would have been very concerned. And I I couldn't – it took me a while to get a phone call out of my house while we were there with cell congestion and towers going down and everything else. If I'd had a bivy stick, I could have just sent a text message to my wife that says, I'm okay and here's where I'm at. This is the ultimate addition to your emergency kit, whether that's uh, for you know a mariner or a pilot or you're just, a, again, the – Mom on a shopping run to Costco from uh, the Wasilla to to, to Anchorage to go to Costco uh, and something happens. This is the ultimate little piece of insurance. It'll run five continuous days on a single battery charge and it gives you most importantly that peace of mind. So if you are a hunter, fisherman, snow machiner, doctor, tow truck driver, Avon lady, soccer mom, or just you're that person heading down to the big box store in town and uh, you want to make sure that your family knows that you're safe, you need to get yourself a bivy stick. You can find out more uh, about this, and I've had several listeners tell me they've already bought bivy sticks uh, because it's such an amazing value for, again, only 199 bucks. And they just went down and saw their local dealers. Arctic Fire and Safety in Fairbanks. South Central Radar on the Spit in Homer. Safe and Sound in Wasilla, Anchorage, or Soldotna. Radar Alaska in Kodiak. Communications North in Seward. And Lundy Marine Electronics in Dutch Harbor. Stop by and see them. Check it. Check it out. Hold one in your hand, and tell them that uh, the Michael Duke Show sent you over there. Special thanks to Satellite West and Bivy Stick for sponsoring the program. All right, <clears throat> the uh, phone number to call this morning. Uh, all four lines are currently open and ready to go to take your calls. Is nine zero seven four three three thirty one fifty nine zero seven four three three. Three one five zero. I want to get into this thing on education, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna wait till after the top of the hour to do that because there is some interesting stuff that you can see in a single chart. Um, uh, in a single chart, uh, that's uh, pretty. Uh, it, it, it's pretty eye opening. That's all I can say. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that here uh, in just a bit. But first, let's go back over to the Justice Department. Where, uh, you know, on Monday, everybody got the good news, right? Uh, everybody got the good news that on Monday, the federal government, the uh, 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 federal court in Florida vacated the CDC's mandate for wearing a mask on public transportation. Um, so buses, transit centers, subways, airplanes, airports, all the big ones. And I mean, it wasn't within, I mean, just an hour of that, just an hour of that decision being published, man, that there, you, you've seen the videos, people cheering on airplanes and everything else to have the mandates lift, all this stuff. And of course, the Biden administration, you know, rasa, rasa, they stomped their feet and there's something they were going to do. And, and, and then, the, it, but there was all the talking heads were saying that it's very unlikely that the Biden administration would attempt to appeal this because, remember, the uh, the mask mandate had been set to expire, but it was just recently extended till May the 3rd, which is two weeks away. 
And so many of them said, well, it just doesn't make any sense for them to fight this since it's going to be expired in two weeks anyway and yada, yada, yada. But no, the Justice Department has now announced that it's filing an appeal to seek to overturn that judge's order. Uh, it just came a few minutes after the CDC asked the Justice Department to appeal the decision uh, from the from that Florida judge. Now, the problem is, is that it remains unclear whether the Biden administration is going to ask the appeals court to grant an emergency stay, which would uh, you know, immediately kill that judge's, uh, that judge's order, and to reimpose the mask mandate on public transport. If, if they did stay that, it would be a whiplash moment for travelers and transit workers. Uh, they, I mean, they already, like I said, they already were like, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the cheering and everything else. Um, but it is, uh, I mean, it, it's a hot mess. Uh, Jen Psaki said yesterday, that's the press secretary for the White House, said that Biden is still encouraging Americans to wear a mask when traveling. And, um, and he said they're, she, they're just encouraging him to do so. But all of a sudden, boom. Now, the appeal, of course, drew the criticism of the travel industry and along with other major industry groups that have been pressuring the president to end the mask mandate for travel. Um, but nope, they've decided we're going to do it. The appeal filed late Wednesday night uh, said they were filing in light of the public's and the, in light of today's assessment by the CDC that an order requiring masking in the transportation corridor remains necessary to protect the public health. Well, if you go back and read the judge's ruling where she speaks specifically to some of the reasons why she voted it down, I don't think that they're going to have much chance of this. But they are going to do everything they can to claw back or retain any power that they have mandated over American citizens. That's for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, go over to the phones and see what else you guys want to talk about here this morning. We'll go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello. Uh, that they hung up. They they waited that whole time to then have their radio turned up, and then hang up on me. That's awesome. That is that is an awesome Thursday move. Over here we go. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Ray at North Pole. Hello, Ray. What's on your mind? You got an echo going on your phone. I'm sorry to hear that, Ray. Just do your best. What's uh, what's going on? Well, I think uh, Murky Murkowski is going to find out you can't buy love. You think so? I mean, she's, I, I gotta, she's got $5 million of her own plus another $7 million. I mean, that's $12 million right there. And any and plus, that doesn't even count Scott Kendall's pack. And if you, I mean, if we all walk around thinking, oh, money doesn't really buy elections, I mean, we'd all be wrong because money does do a lot to sway elections. Look at what happened with ballot measure number two. Um, I mean, I, I, I think this is going to be hard. I'm not going to vote for Murkowski. But if you asked me to, if you held a gun to my head and said, lay a bet, who do you think's going to win? This is her race to lose, Ray. I think this really is her race to lose. Yeah, she's on her way out. Uh, you know, Mike, you're a real Olympian for Alaska. I mean, you're highly self-motivated. Uh, you leap out of bed in the morning, you hit the deck running, and you fight hard. But yesterday, 
you leaped out of bed and what happened you uh, stepped on your bivy stick and uh, <laughs> ouchie that's no I, I my st- uh, my, st- my I recommend uh, ice or a warm washcloth all right those things are pretty resilient maybe but, a boo-boo could i have uh, a could i have a boo-boo it'll, it'll work just like it always did <laughs> No, my computer had a meltdown yesterday. I lost one of my computers, one of the main computers that I use for broadcasting, and uh, uh, it was a mad dash to try and get something to work. So, yeah, it was a little bit of a technical meltdown yesterday. Uh, it happens occasionally. You know, I don't have a big, uh, I don't have a big staff behind me working on all this stuff behind the scenes where I can just roll in a few minutes before the show and go to work. Um, and uh, so it it, uh, it it is what it is. But we've got it. I think we've got it covered for now. Yeah, okay. Well, watch out for that bivy stick. Uh, thanks so much. <laughs> Don't leave it on the floor. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, I got a couple questions for you. Yesterday, the other day you said that these uh, criminal liberal legislators can't be uh, prosecuted for ignoring the vote of the people. And uh, isn't that uh, unconstitutional? No, because and, uh, because the people can't vote themselves in a constitutional amendment. Only thing that people can do by putting laws on the books, for example, the 90-day session, is put it in statute. And the judge has now ruled, the, the, the courts have now ruled that the legislature does not have to be bound over by those kind of statutes. They, he didn't say they could ignore them. They said they could change them. But they've just decided to ignore them because the courts basically have said you don't have to be bound to it. So even though, for example, it says they have to be done in 90 days, they say, well, the Constitution says 120, so we're going to go by the Constitution. Uh, even though the statute says you must pay the PFD for this amount, they say, well, we don't really have to because it's in conflict with something else, so we'll just do this other thing. Um, so the courts have decided that, Ray, not not me, not them. Liberal courts. Uh, another question I have is, uh, doesn't the governor have the uh, veto power over these uh, bills these uh, criminal liberals are passing well sure he's got the power to veto which means he can cut or restrict but he can't add so that's the only challenge there not that i think that i would want a governor to be able to have that power but uh, yeah he could still he could still veto huge parts of the bill and he did that that first year that was the whole blast back on that first year so he could do that he could you know restrict he could line item veto certain things in the budget the question is will he at this point so that's uh, yeah. He's been spending a lot of time pandering to the liberals because he knows the well, people that put him in office. Yeah, look, he got his hand going to back him this time. He got slapped down hard over, my, over the first budget. So it's, my vote for uh, my vote for governor is going to be Kirka. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Ray. I appreciate it. Um, I I got one more line on hold, but I really should take a break. Otherwise, we're going to shortchange this caller, and I don't want to shortchange the caller. So let's take the break, and we'll be back with more in just a moment. Caller, hold the line for a minute. I'll just I'll get your name in just a second. But I didn't want to shortchange it because we're up against the break. We're going to be back with more of the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free, like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. 
Okay, we're in the break right now. Let's go to the caller and uh, get their name and where they're calling from. Are you with this caller? Yes, Mike, I hit the wrong button. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mark. Uh, if you want to hold the line, we'll take your call here in just a minute, okay? Don't go anywhere. Um, sure, I got I got two rather short topics okay. to, to inform you of. Okay. All right. We'll hold the line. We'll be right back to you. Um, all right. Uh, let's, let me go back to the chat room. Uh, I haven't been, <clears throat> I haven't, uh, been to, uh, two weeks to flatten the curve, just two weeks to flatten the curve. Here we are two years into it with a mask mandate and everything. Um, where in Bibby can I, where in Anchorage can I look for Bibby? And I said, I told you it's uh, safe and sound in Anchorage. You can go to Anchorage safe and sound. Um, uh, it's worth it, says Jeannie. She bought a bivy stick. I have elders in Oregon, and this keeps me in contact with them and gives me peace of mind. That's very, very good. Um, get behind Lisa, says Harold. Get Tuckerman in here for some direct question and find out who is running for Revax District. I don't know why Tuckerman would want direct questions to find out who's running in Revax District. Uh, Tuckerman's running for his own race. But uh, getting behind Lisa, I, okay, uh, get behind Lisa. Uh, Greg says, I can only hope that conservative people get out and vote. I, yeah, I, you know. Um, does anyone remember how much money the D.C. Swamp spent to support ranked choice voting? $7 million. That was roughly the amount of money that was expended to support ballot measure number two. I was just talking about that earlier. Uh, Matt says, Kelly is in trouble if she keeps recklessly spending money the way she has been. She has no idea what's about to hit her. And I don't know what you're talking about with recklessly spending unless you're commenting on the $30,000 a month payment she was making to PS Strategies for the campaign coordination and and advice or whatever. Is that what you're talking about, Matt? Um, uh, let's see. Tara Sweeney for Congress. Um, I think that's the first time, I think that's the first time I've seen somebody, uh, just basically come out and support Tara Sweeney. I don't know the woman. I don't, not really familiar with a lot of stuff that she's done. Uh, but, uh, good for you, Sheila. Good for you. Uh, campaign Barbie. I don't know what the, somebody said something about Barbie, um, uh, started her campaign and I wasn't quite sure who she was referring to, who they were referring to. Barbie had her grand opening camp last night, campaign headquarters, said Paul. Are you talking about, is that Kelly? Are you talking about Kelly? Um, statewide GOP party is garbage. It's a far right-wing whack organization with no good for Alaska families. The Alaska GOP is a party responsible for stripping down the full PFD. I don't think you can say it's a far right-wing wacko organization. I don't think that that even makes sense because... It's full of people who are go along to get along and are great with government spending. That's not really something that's a far right wing thing. Um, we need to take things in our own hands with the PFD. Everyone should take a red sharpie with them to vote and write PFD across the face of the ballot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that would do anything, but other than maybe void your ballot. Uh, Mitch needs Lisa, so they have to keep that old fuddy duddy in as a leader. I mean, I think that's really what it's more about. This is not about preserving or retaking the Senate majority. This is about making Mitch McConnell majority leader again. 
I mean, I think that's what they really need to say about the about the uh, that whole uh, Senate leadership fund. Is it really? It should be the Mitch McConnell keep Mitch McConnell as the uh, Senate Majority Leader Fund is what it should be called. Okay, um, scrolling back down now. Um, Alaska should have never become a state. They would have more rights and freedom as a territory. I mean, there was a big fight, my friend. Uh, the only reason we did become a state was because at one point they allowed all the military members who were here stationed here to vote. That was initially not going to happen. Uh, there were many Alaskans who didn't want to become a state uh, for many reasons. Yes, you go back and read up on that on that whole fight over statehood. It was a very, very interesting, uh, very, very interesting fight. Um Let's see. It's hard to tyrants to give up tyranny. Um, okay. Kirka does not have the experience to run our state. Check out Kirka. Fackle, says Terry. Fackle is a new thing that uh, I do want to talk about um, uh, here in the near future. Fackle is like a variant of, well, I don't think it's just, a vac- fackle is a variant of rhino, I think, in a way. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, where the hell is Trump? He should get up here and start campaigning for his girls. Well, uh, Palin is campaign Barbie. Okay, thank you. I was confused. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I don't know. Look, as I said earlier, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse to be endorsed by the former president. Uh, I don't know if it would do much good. <laughs> or maybe it would just alienate people. I have no idea what's going on. All right, we got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based. Breathe Again Radio. All right. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, uh, last segment of hour one. By the way, welcome to all you members of the six o'clock club. You are official members. If you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, live, um, you are a member of the six o'clock club because you got up early to come on in and join us. It's not just me who's stalwart and an Olympian, like Ray said. Thank you, Ray. That's kind of never been called an Olympian before. Um, but, uh, it's not just me for getting up early to talk about this stuff. You guys are all members of the six o'clock club for being here. Uh, but first, uh, before we get into any of the other stories, let's go back to the phone. We had Mark hold on through the, uh, through the, uh, break. And, uh, he said he has two short topics for us. Let's see if we can get into it without getting shouty this morning. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind? Well, good morning. Uh, this is, uh, Mark calling from Fairbanks. I just, uh, Thought I'd inform you of a couple of items uh, in short order. Uh, the source in the World Economic Forum had an advanced assault with a couple of new uh, 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 funds. Uh, they have the participants of 23 rhinos. And I'm sure this might be known by some, but uh, uh, four in the Senate and 19 in the House. And uh, uh, this is to actually overthrow state and our national constitutions uh, to merge the Republican Party uh, 
in what they're calling a climate caucus. It's the Bipartisan Climate Caucus uh, Solutions Caucus, and I believe this is exactly why the big infusion on Lisa's uh, uh, fund, which I hope she's uh, dismissed, it calls for a carbon tax that turns the U.S. economy towards socialism, puts the U.S. back under the change of the United Nations climate treaty for an additional international tax, and it resurrects Obama's corrupt Solyndra giveaway of even more tax dollars to political donors uh, in the green energy contracts. Uh, and also what you know as Alaskans, uh, new laws banning American oil and gas development. Uh, the second point is uh, the state of Alaska is now uh, considering vaccine credentials in their back rooms. They've advanced research on this, which is going to have the intention of restricting our flight within our state. And we really need to come together, Mike. Uh, let's put our girl in office, uh, Sarah. Where, and, where, where uh, are you? Uh, go, where, uh, where are you hearing about this? Where, where are you hearing about this vaccine passport, Mark? I mean, you're saying they're considering it in the back rooms. Who, where, why? Cite your sources here. Okay. Well, this is, comes from the March twenty-second uh, uh, report from uh, Faith and Liberty out of D.C. Uh, 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 Mr. Ke uh, uh, Kelly, and also from the uh, the uh, Patriot Party campaign, okay. uh, their uh, recent uh, notification letter of activities taking place right before the election. So please look up Faith and Liberty and your uh, okay. studious Patriot Party campaign. Okay, well we'll take uh, a I'm a great... We'll take a look I'm at that. I'm a grateful native-born Alaskan-American, and this has come to you from the Alaska Freedom Council. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mark. Um, I, you know, I mean, I guess all I have to say to that is uh, I sure would like to see some backing on some of the things. You know, anybody can print anything from their basement or whatever on the Internet. I sure would like to see some backing to say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, a staffer told us or this is what's going on. Otherwise, again, it's just more rampant political rumor, which really doesn't do us any good. Just really doesn't do us any good. Um, all right, let's uh, let's see. What else uh, was I going to talk? We were just talking about the mask mandate being uh, they're going to be fighting that. Uh, the uh, I guess the long and the short of it is they're saying in the long run that oops, where is it here? Here, wrong story. Uh, they're saying in the long run that the appeals court. Uh, is going to be hearing this, I guess, next week, and uh, then however long it takes for that to happen. But by that time, I think by the time this whole thing may get done, we may have hit that May 3rd deadline. May 3rd, again, is only it's just under two weeks away. So unless they think that they can get this reversed in a short order. But see, I don't think it's really about putting the masks on now. It's about the precedent. I think what they really didn't like about the judge's answer in what was going on is she basically said that the federal government didn't have the authority to do what they did, which we've seen time and time and time again. They didn't have the authority to mandate that employers of 100 people or, or more had to have were mandating to have vaccines. I mean, we, we saw they didn't have the authority to 
uh, to stop evictions, they, the, the eviction moratorium. They didn't have the authority to do that, and yet they were still doing it. They were still ignoring the courts. And I think that's what they're really afraid of is, of course, a some kind of court precedent that says, oh, you really don't have the authority to do that. So I think that they had to appeal it in this regard because they don't want that power to be taken from them. The dictatorial powers of the administration, essentially, where the bureaucracy can make those decisions. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 definitely a uh, uh, a big deal. But we'll keep we'll keep an eye. Out. I just thought it was so amazing to see the reactions from people across the spectrum, including, uh, you know, uh, 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 flight attendants and everything else who were like they were so happy that they didn't have to wear masks every day and all that cheering on the airplane and everything else. I I found it to be uh, I found it to be very satisfying to watch those people again being able to be free if, you know, if even in just this little thing for a little moment. So it was, uh, anyway, good stuff. Good stuff there. Uh, Okay, I want to get into this education thing, and we're going to do that here in the next segment. We're going to start things off talking about education and the state of education uh, in uh, in Alaska. Um, The, I'm just looking to see what else I didn't get into here uh, that I wanted to. Man, the, the city of Anchorage is such a hot mess. The city of Anchorage, between the fact that you've got this tug of war going on between Mayor Dave Bronson and the Assembly, uh, we thought we might get some clarification on this during this last election cycle. Uh, there was a hope that the the same group of people who put Bronson in office would make a move and at least replaced one or two of the heavily progressive seats that are out there, but that just didn't happen. And so now, um, uh, and so now, uh, you've got all the uh, all the assembly committed to fighting back against the mayor at every opportunity. And I, I have, don't think I have seen such an adversarial relationship in government, um, in public, uh, for such a long time. Uh, but now there's a discussion about the mayor not uh, basically not implementing the budget passed by the assembly. And that he's been basically using his previous his own proposed budget to do it, but one of the reasons why he said it is the city code requires that the chief's fiscal officer certify that the revenue that they're going to spend is available, and that during the budgetary process, the assembly brought in uh, one of their own experts and changed the revenue forecast for the city, increasing the revenue forecast for things like bed tax and other things. And that exceeded what experts in the in the city treasury and finance division were predicting that they would receive. So, oh, we're gonna we're actually gonna make more, so we can spend more. Essentially, is what they were saying. I mean, it's just it's like they're making it up as they go along. It's like these people in the assembly <clears throat> don't understand that just because you want to spend it doesn't mean you can. And it's it's not like we're the federal government and can just print money. You've got to actually have money there to spend. And um, this whole thing is just, this, this, you know, this whole thing is just, is just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, all right. We've got, uh, we got more coming up. We're going to, we're going to jump into the break here and then be back with more uh, in just a moment. We'll start things off over there with our discussion on education. The phone lines are open though. I'd love to hear from you guys to see what you have to say. 
Feel free to uh, dial us up on the interwebs at michaeldukeshow.com. Go to our Facebook page and participate in this morning's chat room. That's at facebook.com slash Show. It's just me and you and 65 of our closest friends in there right now. We'd love to have you there. And finally, you could send me an email as well. The email address is me at michaeldukeshow.com. M-E at michaeldukeshow.com. And you could drop me an email. Or you just go to my website and hit the contact me. Whatever you want to do. Whatever's easiest. We'd love to hear from you. Open line, open forum continues in hour two. New callers are welcome. We'd love to uh, talk with you and see what your thoughts are on all the topics that we've hit. Back with more, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Okay. Um, Let's see what you guys are talking about. Uh, This is why we should vote for Charlie Pierce, says Jeannie. Uh, Dwayne said he talked to Kirka and his wife at the outdoor show, and he says he's got his vote. Um... Of all the horrible choices for the house, Palin is the least bad of the choices. She has guts. She has a huge platform of media that will cover everything she says. She has a direct line to Trump, who will probably be president again. Um, I You really think he'll be president again, Matt? I, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I'm not sure. Uh, Charlie will lead our state as a business and follow our constitutional standards. Uh, Charlie Pierce is what uh, Terry's talking about. Pierce isn't out of the question. Okay. Okay. Um, Michael, do you think that the social media platform is more powerful than TV ads? If so, Kelly needs to do a short video so we can share on all of our groups. All of us are on different groups, so just saying. Um, I think that there's a tremendous power in social media platforms. Um, I would say that there are definitely there's definitely more power and more ability to reach with social media platforms in the term of advertising reach than there is on television, simply because television is dedicated to a single channel or a single program uh, that may or may not hurt a sit, hit hit a certain group of demographics, whereas. With social media, you can program or target those ads specifically to a specific subset of voters. Um, So, yeah, I would say that social media video especially is very powerful and uh, relatively inexpensive compared to some of the other things. Um, But, yes, I would say that um, social media is more powerful than television. And quite honestly, studies show that radio actually drives uh, – drives. Uh, it works synergistically with digital advertising, whether it's social media or whatever, 
because it gives you the ability to point all the listeners to your social media to then capture them further to convert to have conversions on there, you know, to convert them from just a single time clicker to actually somebody who reads your stuff and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, if I was directing a media campaign, it would be heavily into radio and digital uh, because I think those are the the two and especially social media and those, you know, uh, the videos that you're talking about there. And Kelly does have some videos out already. Uh, I haven't seen a lot posting up on my Facebook feed. Uh, but I know that they're going to be working on that here shortly, and you're going to see a lot more of that, I'm sure. Okay. Um, Laura says, after Dwayne said, I, I talked to Kirk and he's got my vote, Laura says, originally I liked him as well after speaking to him. I felt the opposite. <laughs> I guess that's not a positive thing for a candidate. I was for you until I actually spoke to you, and then I was not. Then I was not. Um, as long as people get out and vote Lisa out, keep talking to everyone. Ask if they're comfortable with ranked choice voting. Encourage them to vote. Explain mark one choice or rank the red. Don't scare them with dramatic overtures of the process. I mean, I don't think there's anything to be scared of of the process as long as you understand it. The question is, are you going to understand it? Um. Senate finance yesterday once again showed their true colors. SB 199, this 2575 split, and SB 234, the power cost equalization. They made it perfectly clear they are going to funnel all extra money to the minority special interest. Inhofe claims she didn't want new taxes. She is appalled at the greed and entitlement of Alaskans who want taxes to pay for our PFDs. If only they followed the law and transferred the PFD from the ERA like the state said they should and not illegally using taxes to pay for it. Uh, I might have to go back and watch that story. I mean, she is the soundbite machine. You know that, right? I mean, she is the soundbite machine. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's great. Uh, Lynn says, Nick Begich is the real deal. He was endorsed by Americans for Prosperity in Anchorage last night. He was the leader of his high school Republican club, raised by his conservative grandfather. Uh, He's not Mark. Okay, I mean, I guess he had a he had a conservative mother and a libertarian father, and there you go. Charlie Pierce will make a great governor," said Greg. I agree with that. Um, uh, a friend who was a flight attendant said, "Yay, break out the lipstick!" Oh, over the mask mandate. Yeah, I can't imagine. Could you imagine having to fly with a bunch of unruly people and wear a mask at the same time? And then have to deal with people who are so pissed off about having to wear a mask. I mean, it's not your fault. You're a flight attendant. You're not, you know, the, you're not. You, they knew the rules, right? And you're just following your directives for your employer. And uh, I've seen some of the videos about the way people lose their mind. And I'm just like, look, I don't like it. But damn, son, that's that, don't take it out on the little people. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Um, is that why he supported his uncle Tom voted for Ethan Berkowitz for mayor pointed to his donating to Lisa as proof of his conservative credentials. I, I, and I'll take your word for it that he did all those things, Matt. But again, I mean, he worked for, he worked for Don Young. What do you, I mean, this is, they were all going to toe the line in one way or the other on that stuff. I don't, I don't know what else to say on that. Um, Okay. 
I've still got a whole bunch of stuff to read, but I'm I'm nowhere near the bottom of the list. But we got to go. Hour two about to kick off the Michael Duke Show. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live uh, across the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. Welcome to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show Thursday edition of the broadcast. Welcome to hour two. You just missed being members of the six o'clock club by about seven minutes. If you'd just been listening seven or eight minutes ago, you could officially call yourself a member of the six o'clock club. That's right. You could, you can do it. Um, all right. Uh, welcome to hour two of the program. As I explained earlier in the show, I'd been working on some guests, but it just didn't, you know how it is. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. I can't follow up every five minutes. And so surprise, it's open line, open form. We get a chance now to talk to everybody about whatever it is that you want to talk about. Uh, and the phone lines are up and rolling and open. The Pivotel call-in lines at 433-3150. Uh, we'd love to hear from you this morning. So if you've got anything on your heart or on your mind that you want to talk about, now's the time to do it. We've already talked about the PACs that are spending money to get Lisa reelected. We've talked about the mask mandates. Uh, being lifted for travel and now being appealed by the Biden administration. We talked a little bit about the city of Anchorage. We've kind of just, we, we kind of wrapped our, our, our brains around a lot of different things in there. Uh, so feel free to sound off on any of that. But what I really wanted to get into this morning <clears throat> uh, was a, somebody just said, what's a translator? A translator is a small repeater that a radio station transmits to, and then it rebroadcasts its signal in another area, usually outside of its original license area. So that's that's what a translator is. I'm just I'm answering somebody asked in the chat room. That was just a question. So in case you're wondering what a radio station or translator is, that's what it is. It's essentially a repeater, a licensed repeater. Okay? So there you go. Um, but I really wanted to talk about education. Education, and this has been, as you, you've been talking here recently, you know, this has been a real, this has been a real hot button topic for me here in the last few weeks. It seems like every, every other day we come back to some discussion 
on education and how it is so blatantly flawed and what we can do to fix it. Now, I mean, I think, you know, before we get into a lot of the details here, let me just say this. Uh, If you're looking for a solution, I think the biggest solution to this would be what they call backpack education funding. Backpack education funding is where the funding uh, broken up on a per-student basis for every child who is of school age in that area or in that state receives the funding and that the funding follows the child. So if they decide to go to a charter school, a technical school, a magnet school, a Montessori school, a private school, or if they decide to homeschool or a public school, that they all... Um, that the funding follows them instead of going to a specific school where it's like, we're going to put your money here. You got to show up here no matter what. And so that is all the things that we're going to talk about that are wrong and flawed and broken. I think many of those things could be fixed by that, uh, by that backpack funding. So, I mean, now that we've now... (laughs) Now that we have uh, 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 talked about the solution ahead of the problem, let's dive into some of the problems. Let's, let's take a look at what is fundamentally broken in America. Now, I know we're on the radio, and what I'm about to talk about is going to be a little difficult for the radio listeners, and I would encourage you to go back and watch the Facebook video. Uh, I will also post this to my. Uh, I will also post this to my uh, 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 my Facebook page itself, so that people can go back and take a look at it. But essentially, there is a single chart that shows everything that is wrong in America. The story originally was was uh, published in FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education. FEE.org and they've always got some interesting articles on the economics and certain things, politics, culture, history. Um but this story came to me and I think if I remember correctly, I think it was one of my Common Sense Core members who sent this to me on Facebook on our private Facebook group on the Common Sense Core, which by the way, you can join you could become a member of the Common Sense Core, help support the show, get access to our private Facebook page, and more. Just going to uh, just go to MichaelDukeShow.com and click on Join the Core. Uh, it's a side note, but I get a lot of good information. I get a lot of good input. We have we have some good discussions out on the Common Sense Core group. But I believe that this story was originally sent to me from one of the Common Sense Core members. And now this is a story from 2016, late 2016 over at FEE.org. The title of the story is The Failure of Public Schooling in One Chart. So I'm going to have to paint a word picture for those of you who are on the radio, and I apologize because that's not normally something that you want to talk about. But basically, the chart breaks down into this. This is a chart entitled Trends in American Public Schooling since 1970. Trends in public schooling since 1970. It's from the Cato Institute, and it was made by Charles or Andrew Coulson. This chart is one of the most jaw-dropping, eye-opening charts you will ever see. It basically is a graph 
that charts what is happening in public schooling since 1970. And it goes all the way up to 2013. The, the chart has six different lines in it. All right. So you've got a chart left to right, 1970 to 2013 at the bottom, uh, zero to 200% on the side. And here are the here are the um, here are the factors that are on the chart: total cost of school, number of employees in school, the enrollment in school, and then the reading, math, and science scores are the last three. And as you look at this chart from 1970 to 2013, the reading, math, and science scores are essentially flat lines at the bottom of the chart. I mean, they literally run right near the zero percentage point of the chart, meaning there's been no improvement. And in fact, in the mid-80s going into the 90s, the science scores even bottomed out below zero percent, meaning that they had a reduction in science scores. And the enrollment line Follows along pretty well as well, again, with a huge dip in enrollment in the 90s and a slight increase going into the 2013s. So here you got four of the lines, four of the six lines are all bundled down at the bottom, almost flatlined at the bottom of the chart. And yet you've got two lines that look like they are on a rocket ship trajectory to the top of the page. The first line is total cost, and it is up to a 190% increase from two, from 1970 to 2013. And then the second line is the employee cost. Excuse me, not employee cost, but the number of employees, which again splits the difference between the bottom line and the top line and goes out to a 98%, 96% increase over that same time period. And this really truly is the failure of public schooling shown in one single chart. And the author of this article, Daniel Mitchell, talks about, he says, I can't believe and anyone looking at this chart would not immediately realize that you don't get better results by pouring money into the government education monopoly. This chart breaks it. And again, these numbers are not even the numbers. I would like to see if Colson, and I haven't had a chance yet to go look it up to see if Colson has extrapolated this even farther because I'm sure it's even worse at this point. Gerald Robinson of the American Enterprise Institute and a professor, uh, Benjamin Scafty from Kennesaw State University, took a closer look at why there is something fundamentally flawed in what's going on, how it's been a costly failure, this schooling system that they're talking about. They say education is important to the economic and social well-being of our nation, which is why it is the number one line item in 41 state budgets, including Alaska. Schools need extra money to help struggling students, or so goes the longstanding thinking of traditional education reformers 
who believe a lack of resources, teachers, counselors, social workers, technology, books, school supplies, is the problem. But a look back at the progress we've made under reformers' traditional response to fixing low-performing schools, simply showering them with more money, makes it clear that this approach has been a costly failure. And when they say costly failure, they ain't kidding. They break it down even further. Since World War II, inflation-adjusted spending on a per-student basis in America has increased by, wait for it, not 200%, not 300%, not 500%. Inflation-adjusted spending per student in America has increased by 663%. You say, wait, 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 where'd all that money go? Well, it went in to hire more personnel, more people, more bodies, more administrators. Between 1950 and 2009, American public schools experienced a 96% increased growth in student population. So the student population nearly doubled between 1950 and 2009. During that time, public schools increased their staff by 386%, four times the increase of students. The number of teachers increased by 252%, over 2.5 times the number of its The number of administrators and other staff increased by over sevenfold in the increase of students. And the surge is continuing. This is a remember, this is in 2016. From 1992 to 2014, American public schools saw a 19% increase in their student population and a staffing increase of 36%. Just extrapolate that out for a few more years. This is the problem. This is the problem. The worst part is, is that all the kids that they're really supposed to be protecting, right? The minorities, right? They're the ones that really, we all hear about that. Oh, the minorities have been so disenfranchised and they've been so, which is true. Because the minorities, according to Juan Williams of the Wall Street Journal, the minorities disproportionately suffer. While 40% of white Americans aged 25 to 29 held bachelor's degrees in 2013, only 15% of Hispanics and 20% of blacks did this. The root of the problem is, is that millions of blacks and Hispanic students simply aren't taught to read well enough to flourish academically. Only 21% of Hispanic fourth grade students were deemed proficient in reading. 21%. Uh, The worst part, uh, African Americans, 18% were considered proficient in reading by fourth grade. But it's not just minority students. Only 46% of white fourth graders and 35% of fourth graders of all races were judged proficient in reading in 2015. You, what, huh? They just can't. Re- it's this is amazing. It is fundamentally broken. This whole thing is fundamentally busted. Oh, and 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 there's more. It's just going to get worse. Look at what just happened in the city of Anchorage. They have had a tremendous dip in attendance. 
The attendance has dipped down to the lowest level in like six or seven years. And that doesn't even count the fact that they had almost a 10% decrease in enrollment to begin with. I, I just, and there are so many other options now. So many other options available now. More opportunities to learn, different ways of doing things. Whether it's, you know, the pandemic pods, whether it's some kind of co-op learning, whether it's some kind of, I mean, there are so many different ways. All right, uh, I got two lines on hold. Guys, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, to bloviate over you, but I had to get all that out before we started taking calls. And so we're going to do that in just a second. Don't go anywhere. We'll take some calls. When we return, I'll get the callers' names right now, and we can pick this up on the other side. It is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Okay, uh, in the break, uh, let's go over to the phones and see if we can get these callers' names and uh, where they're calling from. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Dan Meyer. Calling from Seward. All right. Alaska. Okay. I'm working in Seward. I actually live in Anchorage. Okay. Hold the line, Dan. Uh, we'll be right back to you here. You'll be number one. Uh, that's Dan from Seward right now. Let's go over here to number two. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, Mark Fairbanks. Uh, there was a recently released prestigious Swedish Lund University. Uh, it was recently published, just published in the current issues in Molecular Biology, Mike. And the stunning statement is uh, that their study shows that COVID vaccines alter the DNA within six hours of the viper's bite. And uh, you challenged me last week suggesting otherwise. Send me the link. Hello? Send me the link. I'll take a look at the story. But uh, I don't have a computer, Mike. Okay, well then I don't know what to do. I'll uh, molecular bio the the Journal of Molecular Biology. I'll go see if I can find that. Um, but uh, if you don't have a computer, I don't know how you get all this information. But uh, thanks for calling. Uh, we're done with you for today. So thank you for calling in. Uh, all right. So Dan is on the line here from Seward. Let me go back. Um, let me go back over to the chat room and see what your guys' comments have been this morning. Um, have many of you considered joining the common sense core? I guess I'll just ask that. Cause I don't normally, I don't p- pump that up too much other than just occasionally, but do many of you consider going to the common sense core and becoming members? You know, you can become a member for as little as like three or four bucks a month to help support the show to, uh, to, to, you know, put a little coffee in my mug or gas in my tank or whatever. It helps keep me going and it helps build the community. Uh, you get access to the private Facebook page. Depending on the level, you can get some delicious beer curler coffee as soon as I get some in. They've been supply chain issues, man. I cannot get they cannot get one of the beans that they use to make beard curler. So I haven't had beard curler in like a month, and I'm starting to get a little grouchy about it. 
But you can get other things, too. We got coffee mugs and things like that. There are different levels that you can participate in. I would love, love, love to have you come out and join us on the Common Sense Corps, even at just the 3 bucks a month. Every little bit helps. Every bit, everybody lit, lives help. So, anyway, I'd love to see it. Um, I now need more Common Sense Corps members to replace my computer. It is true, because that computer is toast. It is toast, toast, toast. Uh, I have some backups, but they're not nearly as good as the original one was, and so now I'm going to have to build another one. You know, I mean, that's only 2000 bucks or something like that. But I would love it if you, a few of you would step up and help us out and become members of the Common Sense Corps. You can go to MichaelDukeShow.com and click on Join the Corps, or you can go over here to Patreon.com. Where is it? It's right there. Patreon.com slash MichaelDukeShow and uh, join the Corps there. How much is the gold membership? There's no gold membership. There's uh, like four or five different tiers. Um, you know, hardcore, softcore. It's all around the core thing. Hardcore. Commandant. There's a few. Uh, go check it out, though. Just go again, patreon.com slash Michael Duke Show if you want to become a member. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I wanted to go into some of the things. Um, and it's all, the, it's all where all the cool kids are. Uh, so many options. Let the kids, cho- the kids choose their path or topic of interest, and they learn real fast any topic. Uh, then let them teach you about Viking history. Oh, man, that is so cool. Um, ben, uh, Greg has been a member of the Common Sense Corps for a long time. Uh, let's see. Kids today are very smart. That's why they choose a path of least resistance. It happens every time when there's no solid achievement levels required. Um... Common Sense Core gives airline miles. No, but that's not a bad idea if I could figure out how to do it. I don't know how much that would cost, but maybe we should figure that out. Um, thank you for the uh, link, Rusty, uh, in the chat room. He just dropped a link on the uh, – why is that not showing up in the other thing here? Let me I'll, let me grab this bit shoot uh, link so that I can watch it later. Um, I'll pull it up and watch it later. All right, we're about to jump into this. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense. Let's geek out a Holy little cow. bit. Let's go into some some deep science here. There's. All right, welcome back to the program. Thank you for coming in and being part of it. Um, sorry. Somebody sent me a video link right before we came back, and I was like, I was just going to put this here so that I could watch it later. And, of course, the second that I click it, it starts launching, and then you guys hear everything that's going. Anyway, hot mess. Hot mess. But don't worry. I are a radio professional. We'll get it done. Uh, we're going back to the phones now. We're taking your phone calls on this discussion that we were just uh, talking about. Uh, well, I think with public education, I think that's what Dan and Seward wants to talk about. But let's see. Let's see what he has to say. Good morning, Dan. Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning. I, you know, I do agree with everything you say. The administration has gotten way out of hand with our school districts. But what I really wanted to talk about was the recent election in Anchorage we had. Okay, I live in Anchorage. I'm working in Seward right now. Right. 
Well, when all, all the ballots were mailed, so when I got my ballot and I looked at it and read the directions on it, it says if you make a mistake, all you have to do is draw a line through the, the, the mistake you supposedly made and then mark another one. So, I mean, it's, it's almost designed for someone at a later point to change your ballot if they want to. So what my wife and I did was we drew a line to every single one we didn't want and just marked the one we wanted. <laughs> and that's the only way to make it absolutely foolproof. Right, right. Because the way it's designed, I looked at it and I said, well, anybody could change my vote. All they have to do is draw a line through what I wanted and mark another one. But if you draw a line through every single one of them except the one you want, that's the only way to foolproof your ballot because – I still can't believe the way this recent election went in Anchorage because I don't know that many stupid people in Anchorage <laughs> that would reelect some of these people we have. I mean, I and maybe I just don't know stupid people, but maybe, maybe it, to me, it seems like it's designed to be cheated on at a later point. Whoever reads these ballots or gets these ballots, you know, I'm still a firm believer in this last election was stolen, and I don't know. How many of the last elections were stolen, to be honest with you? I think it's been going on for a lot longer than anybody realizes. Well, I think I, I just wanted to make that point. Yeah, no, I think that that's an interesting point to say, you know, especially when they say just mark it off and then mark what you really want. Well, like you said, if you marked one and somebody gets a hold of your ballot later on and just scratches off what you wrote and checks the box for their candidate – that makes it pretty simple and easy. I've been I've been really concerned about this whole mail-in thing to begin with because, like I said, my first exposure to the Anchorage mail-in ballots was after I moved down to uh, the South Central area here, and I work in Anchorage, uh, and I happened to go to a post office during the election season. This is probably the second year I was here, and I was walking by one of those big tables that they put next to all the post office boxes where people sort their mail and they throw out the junk mail and stuff, and the damn thing was littered with ballots mail-in ballots. And I'm like, what the heck? I mean, you know, these are just, and, and apparently people had gotten a bunch of ballots in their mailbox and they weren't theirs. And so they just threw them on the counter. Now, I mean, I would rip one to shreds and throw it away if it was me, just because I think that that you don't just leave ballots lying around, but it was happening. And as I said, uh, my engineer uh, in uh, here, uh, you know, in uh, South Central down at the Anchorage station, his next door neighbor, nice old, nice older lady living alone. She, she showed him six ballots that she'd gotten for people who had lived at that address previously. And so it's like, it, it just, I, I, it's crazy. And then to add to the fact of what you're talking about, all you got to do is scratch it out and put, I mean that, it, and there's no signature confirmation and there's no, yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned about any concept of mail-in only balloting. And uh, I just don't know what to think. What What's interesting about this last election, Dan, and I want to get your take on this is how interesting it is that the, all the progressive members of the incumbency seem to have been protected. They lost the moderate guy. John Weddleton is a moderate. He's not He's not hard left. He's not hard right. He kind of swings one way or the other, which is, I mean, I think he's a pretty good, he was a pretty good guy, I thought. Um, he got ousted. He, all the, he got ousted, but all the progressives were, like, protected, yet at the same time, all the ballot measures failed. I just found that weird and ironic, but that, what's your thoughts on that? I believe there's some kind of fraud going on. I don't know what. I don't, I mean, I have no idea. But I mean, like, I did not ask for this ballot to be mailed to me. 
but it seems like that's the only way you can vote now. There is, you know, I'm not sure how it works anymore. I mean, and I don't understand why up until this last election series, when it would be election time and you would go vote, you would start finding out that day where it was at. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it's a week later. It's two weeks right. later. Well, this is the, this is, this is the downside. Dying. Yeah, this is the downside to an all-mail-in balloting system is because they have to wait yeah. for all the ballots to really come in. They can only do them in chunks, and they have to wait before they can give you any kind of real – and ranked choice is going to be even worse if it has to go through different cycles and, and different uh, – and different uh, uh, rounds of voting. I mean, you know, you could ha- you could wait you could have to wait ten days before you could even get the final determination of who wins. Um, it's. Well, I've tried to wrap my head around the ranked choice, and I don't. I still don't understand it. And I've read about it, and I've looked at it, and it just literally makes no sense to me. It's like Common Core math. It's like I don't. It, it, it's designed to okay, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's definitely it's definitely frustrating to watch. I don't know what's what exactly is going on, um, you know, and and how we can change it. I I do know that this that this special that this special mail out primary is going to be. This whole year is just going to be such a train wreck when it comes to election stuff between the full mail out mail only primary the ranked choice voting and the regular primary on the same ballot, and then the ranked choice voting in November. So many opportunities for confusion uh, and, uh, you know, and crisis, essentially, and they never want to let a crisis go to waste. So what a what a problem. I just don't understand why we can't go back to, okay, when it's the day to vote, you go in and vote. Now, I agree there has to be some absentee ballots, but you need to request them because I've been out of town working before where I knew I wasn't going to be home. So yeah, I requested an absentee ballot or I actually went in early. I used to be able to just go in early down to, you know, midtown Anchorage there and be able to cast my vote early before I left for work. And it was like a legitimate, you know, booth and everything. It wasn't a fill out this thing and mail it in. It was, I went in in person and voted Right. I don't know why we can't go back to, okay, we vote on the day we're supposed to vote, not six months before or two months before and give, you know, because they're holding on to these ballots for who knows how long before the election. And I'm pretty sure they have, you know, they have the chance to look at them and to say, and I don't know who they're hiring. I'm assuming a lot of people that get these jobs, who I know for a fact are liberals. Right, and they don't mind cheating to win. Well, I mean, I, if they have to cheat to win, they'll they will do it. I have been telling people right now that when it comes to, for example, this primary that's coming up in June, the special congressional primary, that uh, even though it's mail in only, I guarantee you that when I get all those ballots, because I've got you know six or no, I got uh, what do I got four voting age people in my house. When I get all those ballots, we get them collected, we get them filled out. I will be hand walking them down to the uh, to the regional division of elections office and and handing them over there, putting them in a box. I am not trusting them to go back in the mail. I just you know I've had too many packages lost in my lifetime. I don't need to worry about that. Uh, so I will at least be t- hand delivering them there. But 
I mean, you bring up some valid points, Dan. But I didn't know that you could mail them back yet. I actually took mine and dropped them off at a box at Service High School. Yeah, is, you, you could know, do that. Box right, you could do that, or you could mail it, right. Or you could deliver it back to the city clerk directly, I think, as well, at <laughs> City Hall. So Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Maybe that's what I but that's do. the thing. There's not yeah, enough education on all these things for people to know. I mean, the ranked choice voting thing, the state should be out there explaining this to people ad nauseum. They should be they should be pounding the airwaves and the television and the video with everything else. They should be doing all of that stuff repeatedly until the day of elections because people don't understand ranked choice voting. And and you know, and and it's not that it's super rocket science difficult, but you really people have to it's so different than what people are used to that there's gonna be a mass amount of confusion. And I'll be honest, if the state doesn't pick up the ball and do something about this. I guarantee you that there will probably be such a backlash in the end that we may see ranked choice voting be repealed the following year, but we'll we'll have to see. Uh, Dan, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. I've got to move on here. i got time for one more caller before we go back to the break. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, this is Mark. Mark. Nope. Sorry. Not today. <laughs> That's the third call. Uh, we took a call from Mark during the break. So, Mark, if you're listening on the radio... One call a day, my friend. One call a day. That's that's what you get. Um, and then we move on. All right. Uh, we're going to go over to, well, we're going to take a break. That's we're, we're close enough to it here. We'll just go ahead and take it. And we will be back with more. Don't go anywhere. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on the uh, education, which we've been talking about, the all-mail-in voting primary, the ranked choice voting and the primary being held on the same day later on and everything else. What are you thinking of right now? Give us a call, 433-3150, the Pivotel call in line, The Michael Duke Show. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. (laughs) I take one more call from Mark today. The, The dog gets it. Um... Can I send you some money via Facebook or PayPal? I personally don't like Patreon. Feel free if you want to send me money on if you want to send me money on uh, 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 PayPal or Facebook. I mean, you could do it to me at MichaelDukeShow.com on PayPal if you want to send me some money there. That's fine. Uh, I've got no I've got no qualms about uh, getting some support in that direction. Um, I and I think I, I mean I've sent money on Facebook before. Uh, I don't know if you can send it to the show page. I know you can send it to my personal Facebook, but I think we have to be friends for that. And uh, I don't I don't have a lot of per- people on my I I I don't friend everybody on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, you could send it to me on PayPal. Me at MichaelDukeShow.com on PayPal if you want to send me some money. There you go. I, I mean, and any support for the show is always you know welcome. Like I said, we got we got some big tech bills coming up here in the next uh, <laughs> in the next few weeks. I'm gonna I'm limping along on what I got right now, but I'm gonna be building a new. I'm gonna have to build a new uh, digital audio workstation for the studio. Um, 
and that is not going to be not going to be fun. Um, uh, Ron Gillum just sent me a text message. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to type and talk at the uh, um, at the same time, and you know how well I do that. Um, he says he's introduced some education bills to help reform our education system. And he's uh, wondering if I'd like to talk about it next week. And I have suggested that he comes on on Wednesday morning. So we'll see what that comes down to. Um, sh- since Prop 2 is all about getting Murkowski reelected, shouldn't it be called shank choice voting? <laughs> Boy, they did stick a shank in us, though, didn't they? That's that's for sure. Uh, like many other people, I'll be going to vote in person because I don't believe in the mailing garbage, says Brandy. I think that's a thing. You can vote early. You can go down and vote early um, at the Division of Elections office directly. But your, I think your ballots are still going to show up because they've got to send ballots out early to everybody. But I guess we'll see. Uh, we got one line on hold. I suppose we'll get their name and where they're calling from before we return to the radio. Good morning. Who's this? Oh, damn it. I just pushed the wrong button. Damn it. One more call and the dog gets it. Um, So apparently that was, oops, sorry. Uh, In the last election, I received invitations to register to vote in states I have not voted in for 30 years. I could even do some from my smartphone, just saying. (laughs) That's not, that's not good. Um, Ron has elementary ideas. Is that a? On education reform. Is that is that a pun? You have elementary ideas on education reform? Sorry, Ron, you're addressing the symptoms and not the root issues of spending your money on overhead and not the classroom, says Harold. Well, you know, got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. Mail-in voting is a disaster waiting to happen, especially given the fact that Alaskans' voter rolls have been compromised by hackers multiple times. And even is now somewhere in the neighborhood of 60K more registered voters right now than there are Alaskans voting age who can legally vote. I would not disagree with that. All right, let me see if I can do this again with a caller without hanging up on them. Uh, we'll do We'll do our best. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Audrey from North Pole. Hello, Audrey. Did I just hang up on you a minute ago? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Good. All right, I apologize. That was hey, too quick. Wait, no, wait a second. Wait no a second. Problem. Nope. Don't don't go anywhere. Don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. I want you to be on the air with us. So we're still in the commercial break. We're about a minute out. So just be patient. We'll be right back to you. I actually got a second call. So let me see if I can do this without hanging up on anybody this morning. <laughs> good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yes. Good morning, Willie Keppel and Quinnahawk. Hey, Willie, how you doing, my friend? Hold the line. You'll be uh, number two in the queue, right behind Audrey uh, from North Pole, and uh, we'll take that call here in just a second. Okay. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right. Thanks uh, for calling in. That's Winnie. <laughs> Winnie. It's Willie Keppel and Quinnahawk. That's Winnie. Winnie. We call him, I guess. Apparently, no, we don't. Sorry, Willie. Um. <clears throat> All right. Look at that. Uh, what else? My thoughts? How about Mark makes my ears bleed? <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I, he's, got, he's only got like one volume, and it's always like loud. Um, <clears throat> as I'm walking around doing chores with my phone in my pocket, awesome caller, Dan from Seward. I just don't know that many stupid people in Anchorage. <laughs> that is the quote of the, you know, I should sound bite that out and be like, I just don't know that many stupid people in Anchorage. I thought that was a classic 
That's a classic soundbite right there. Um, oh, Gabby Ledoux is the election integrity marshal. Ooh, baby. Um, let's see. It's more candidates with a built-in runoff, says Sean. I mean, we've talked about this, Sean. We've described this before. But again, still the average person is not that familiar with it. So, I mean, I think we need to we need to to do more of that. All right. We're about to jump into it. Audrey and Willie on the line. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free-thinking radio. Okay, we're back. Thank you for coming on up uh, and talking with us. Uh, we got a couple lines on hold. We've been talking about education. We've been talking about elections. We've been talking about all kinds of stuff. Audrey is uh, up in my old alma mater of North Pole. Spent many a, many a year there in North Pole, my family, and she is up with us today to give us her thoughts. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. Hey, I just want to give a shout-out um, Today, yet last week, I think on Thursday, Aging at Home here in Fairbanks did uh, ranked choice voting uh, teaching. Uh, I think it was held at the library. And today, the Republican Women of Fairbanks is hosting uh, teaching for ranked choice voting at the Westmark. You had to pre-register, but uh, I just want to—I'm attending that. My, actually, my husband and I are attending it, and I just want to give them a shout out for offering that. And that's great. Um, I'd like to see more organizations step up and do that and talk about it. And whether we're, you know, ranking, uh, somebody did a rank choice voting for Easter dinner. And one of my listeners in the chat room did a rank choice voting amongst their family members for Easter dinner. I think they ended up eating hot dogs and deviled yeah. eggs, I think was what they ended up eating. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, it, it's good to know. I mean, it's good to know. And, and you know, yeah, the more information out there that's about it, the better. I don't mean to ke- I don't mean to keep demeaning yeah. it. I just mean to say it can be demystified, but it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some effort on the public's right. part, and it's going to take some effort on the on the you know the various groups' part. But like you know, here's the thing, Audrey. Yeah, if the state's not going to step up. Yeah. Then you know, <clears throat> check into it, learn on your own. Uh, here's the thing, Audrey. Have you talked to a lot of your friends about ranked choice voting? No, my family mostly. Okay. Because I'm just wondering, because every time I talk to somebody about it in passing, they're like, what's that? You know what I mean? I mean, they well, have yeah. they have no idea. Yeah, a couple I, people I have mentioned it to, no, they don't know. Exactly. What it's, they don't know what's coming down the pipe. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they have no idea. I don't know what's coming down the pipe. That's why I need to learn. Right, and that's the problem. I mean, like this thing with Republican women, well, you had to register in advance. Well, they didn't even know about it. How did they get the word out? Nobody knows. Only super voters are going to get that information probably or people who are within their circle. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying your average person is wandering around going, what? I mean, they just don't know. And, and that's the problem. Um, and that's why the state should be blasting this across every radio, television station, Facebook ad. They should be pumping this hard Absolutely. right now. And they're not. That's the problem. Um, no, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, right. All right, Audrey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Anyway. Thank you for coming in. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Lo- love your show, Michael. Appreciate it, Audrey. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, Sean tells me that uh, they're going to have a ranked choice voting simulator at Arctic Comic Con, which is coming up next week. Uh, next week? 
week after. No, next week, 29th and 30th. 30th, it, the weekend of the 30th is Arctic Comic Con. And they're going to be doing a ranked choice voting for your favorite Star Wars characters. So, I mean, they're at least at least they're trying to capture the the you know capture the imagination and, and educate people on it. So it'll be a ranked choice voting uh, simulator. That's cool. But most people are just like, I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Because they just don't know. Willie is out in Quinnahawk, which is uh, way out in the bush, and he listens to us every day. We see him in the chat room all the time. He joins us this morning. To give us his thoughts. Good morning, Willie. What's happening? Good morning. It is a beautiful morning out here, too, I'll tell you, on the coast of the Bering. All the ice finally left the shore out here on the on the coastline. Lots of it's still floating around. The guys are banging walruses right and left and lots of seals. and Larders are getting filled, and that's a good thing with prices going up. But yeah. What I was calling about was several things, and I'll touch on them pretty fast order here for you. Yesterday they had a, a Senate Finance Committee hearing for PCE and, of course, the PFD, both in the same same deal, only reverse order of how I stated them there. The PFD, they're going to steal it no matter what. You know, I mean, the fix is in. They're going to do this 7525 with the strings attached to it. Um, you got to have another $800 million in, in new revenue, which means taxes. Okay, da, 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 I get it. I understand it. I, we've all seen it coming. But then they got to PCE. And I'm watching this on my computer live screen because it's the only way I can follow it. And here we have Senator Hoffman and Click Bishop. Senator Click's got the chair. And they're sitting side by side, elbow by elbow. And all of a sudden, they announce they're going to open up for public testimony. Cool. And Politidic got on from the Valley, did a great job, and I called in. The second they said it, I called in. The, the guy that answered the phone, I says, how long is the list? He says, boy, you're right there on the very top. He says, you're up, almost up. I'll put you in. Cool. I watched that thing. Yep, they, they can see the names of the people that are coming up to testify. And I checked this with the, with the Senate staffer yesterday. And so all of a sudden, Politidic gets done, boom, end of public testimony. Because Lyman doesn't want to hear anybody that's out here talking. And here's what's going on with your PCE. They want to move $300 million more out of, their, out of their dedicated fund, which is not a dedicated, it's probably just... Um, I don't know what they, they're really calling it, but I call it illegal. Anyway, the long and the short of it is Senator Imothy was only worried about huh, 300 million more out of, the, out of the dedicated funds going to PCE. Well, wait a minute. Is that, are those funds coming out of all my, all my Leech on Life giveaway programs? That's what she was worried about. <laughs> What I'm mad about out of the whole ordeal is now they want to up the kilowatt usage from or 300, it's 300 kilowatts you can run. Everybody can run 300 kilowatts in a residential home, and you get a subsidy on that, and every village is different because every village it costs more for fuel or less for fuel. It, it just runs on, it, it's a percentage of what it costs, what, what the PCE is. 
And so what they want to do is they want to up it to 750 kilowatts. Well, I'm going, why would they need to do that? You know, most people don't pass 500, and they want to go to 750. Well, then Lyman spits it out. Well, we need to be able to get these public buildings in here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I care less what your city hall has subsidized PCE. Right. That's city council to pay for their electricity. Right. Right. You got the taxes there. Everybody charges sales taxes out here, you know. But it frustrates me that in a time when we should be looking at lowering costs, they're going to take $300 million which is nothing more than a pass through to the few. There's three people, three different companies that bring fuel out here in, in vast quantities. Over 75 million gallons of fuel comes to Western Alaska. That goes, I'm talking up the coast itself, and I'm not talking Dutch Harbor on Alaska. Um, that's a whole different ball game out there. Right, right. Anyway, there's three of them. And they all end up with this extra revenue. This is, a, this is a free government grant to them. Nobody challenges them. There's no regulators to watch the price of fuel, even though the state's supposed to. They don't. And our fuel prices were locked in with the barges that sailed last fall. Right. They, those barges <clears throat> pumped out. That price is a set price. And that's what we pay all winter long. Like a couple of years ago, when your prices were falling in the rail belt, our prices didn't fall. They were locked in. You pay that till the next barge gets here. Out here right now, these companies are jacking their prices, and they're going, "Oh, we got to be able to cover cover our butts." Well, wait a minute. You already your butts are covered because you're already maxed out on the maximum pr amount of fuel price you can charge for profit by federal law. They stay right at the very top before they go into <laughs> what's called price gouging under federal law. Right. And now, where we're at, Sir Hoffman sitting there nudging, nudging click. No, no, don't let this son of a talk, you know. Um, <laughs> well, you I, know, uh, Willie, yeah, I, I want to. No, no, because he, Senator Hoffman's out here sitting. He's the paid president of his native for-profit corporation board out here. Right. And what they've done is they've moved. They got, they managed to kick to sell one of the two tank farms. So now it's Crowley and Delta Western. Crowley is a, a family-owned operation. It's not public for sale stocks. Right. Delta Western is a public stock. Well, let me think about this. Lyman Hoffman's nephew hired right out of high school to run Delta Western in Bethel, Alaska. Huge bucks. Right. And it's a for-profit but we can't see stocks. Who's owning stocks in this company out here? Right. So once, the, once, two, once these two ended up with the tank farms, all of a sudden the third supplier, Vitus, is kicked out of being able to put right. their fuel into the tanks this last year. Willie, I want to I want to get into this further, but I'm running out of time. Um, so maybe we should revisit this on Monday. Let me see if I can get somebody on to talk about this along with you, and you can call back and give us your perspective. Uh, but I'm running out of time, my friend. Thank you for calling in this morning. It's good to hear from you. Let's see if we can squeeze one more in real quick. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Vaccines altered. Mark, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the dog is gonna get it. I'm gonna ban you from the show. I will ban you. Don't think I won't. 
Like I said, don't abuse the privilege. Willie, thank you for your call as well. I still had Willie on the line as well. Willie, thank you for calling in and joining us. Um, I yeah, I think we need to dive down into this a little bit more. Some of the uh, some of the uh, the little the wiggle rooms. Hoffman was a fuel supplier at one time? Question mark. Um, those are questions that needs to be answered. Uh, I mean, you could be all about protecting your uh, protecting your people and protecting everything else, but I'll be I'll, I'm with Willie. I don't care if government buildings get the subsidy. That's not really, we shouldn't be subsidizing that stuff. PCE, that's a, that's a hot mess. So what do we got? We got education, we got the PCE, we got health and social services, some of the biggest things we're spending, and nobody wants to touch them? I think we've talked on all those things today. And we can see that something is fundamentally broken with each and every one of them. All right, we're out of time. Tomorrow is Firearms Friday. I can't wait. We'll be uh, jumping into that then. Thanks for coming on board. I want you to be kind to one another. Love one another. Hey, become a member of the Common Sense Corps. Help support the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Uh, Thank you to Paul, who said he joined the Common Sense Corps this morning because I talked about it. I don't normally talk about it. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. It will help support the show. Like when my stuff breaks, like the computer yesterday that broke, those monies help to support that. When I get new equipment, when I do something, or just to put more coffee in my mug or gas in my car to go do things. Because this show is a labor of love. But even love is not free anymore. (laughs) You got to pay for my love. Wait a minute. That didn't come out right. All right. uh, Thanks for coming in and joining us. The Michael Duke Show. Uh, PayPal. One more time on the PayPal name. Me at MichaelDukesShow.com. Boom. It's in the chat room there for you. Right there. You want to hit me with a PayPal drop? I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right, my friends, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. You are going to have a great day. Today is going to be fantastic for you. I guarantee.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. <laughs> 